Wow, so here we are, new year, new season of Cat on the Loose, Sex, Dating and Relationships. And I am so, so, so excited to be back after a super, super brief date for the holidays that I actually got crazy sick, if you guys can believe that. And I was just chilling and taking a little time off from everything. But what a year we had last year. Oh my goodness, our worldwide cat kingdom keeps growing. We went global. When I looked at the stats, I couldn't believe it. We had listeners in 47 different countries, hundreds of thousands of downloads per episode. I mean, I have no words to thank you guys for listening and for sharing. This podcast is really for each and every one of you. It's definitely a labor of love. It's an independent project. It's still a pet project. So much work goes into it, but definitely so much love and so much passion. So I really hope you guys continue to enjoy our 100% organic 100% never edited, no bullshit conversations. And I am trying to bring guests that inspire me. I am trying to bring conversations that open fun, interesting, but also important conversations, such as the one we're going to have today with this person that I really adore and admire, Billie Lee. She is an actor. She is a fabulous comedian. She was on the show Vanderpump Rules, if you guys enjoy that. She did great there. And she's an advocate for transgenders, which obviously is a group that doesn't have a lot of representation out there. Billie Lee is kicking ass. She's so busy. She has a rising career, so many projects going on. I was really, really trying to get her to cut on the loose. And I have to say, I'm so happy and honored that she's opening up our season so I hope you guys enjoyed with all my heart and let's go. I have a million guests lined up, a million fun things coming up. Let's set this year on fuego. And for those of you who are new to Cat Kingdom, welcome. This is a little bit different from all the podcasts out there. And when I say organic, I mean, it's really, really, really 100% not edited. So sometimes You're going to have an episode that is absolutely perfect in studio, great sound, everything amazing. And sometimes we do episodes in real life, like at the homes of my guests, in events, bars, restaurants, where we actually interact and live our lives. I like to show a lot about our LA lifestyle, the entertainment industry, the acting, the artists, our world. So it's not always perfect, but I promise you one thing, it's always very, very real. So if you're new here, I really, really hope you enjoyed. And as always, this is a platform for all of us where we can speak freely, no filters about sex, dating, relationships, and everything in between. So please keep sending me your messages because it fills my heart with joy when I hear from you guys. And of course, it helps me improve and figure out what you guys want me to talk about. You find me on, on WhatsApp, one 332 contact at cat for email. And of course, on Instagram, real cat on the loose or cat Zamuto. And I hope you guys enjoy this fantastic episode with a gorgeous, fabulous, adorable Billy Lee to kick off the season. I'm so excited. 
And just before you guys listen to the interview with Billy, one thing that I get asked a lot is, where do I record Cat on the Loose? How do I do it? Is it easy? Is it complicated? Is it costly? And the answer is, I've been using Spotify for podcasters from the very beginning. Ever since I started Cat on the Loose three and a half years ago, Spotify for podcasters allows me to record Cat on the Loose, edit, do everything that I need, including distribute in all platforms where we all enjoy our podcasts for free. Yes, keyword free, because I know we all love this one and there are no catches, absolutely free. And it's so, so easy. There is no need for complicated recording equipment. Anyone can get their podcast started from home. Just pick a theme, something you're interested in talking about and give it a try. All you have to do is download the app, spotify.com slash Spotify for podcasters or go to www.spotify.com slash Spotify for podcasters and get going today. It's super, super simple and it's completely, completely free. It's a platform that Spotify created especially for podcasters to be able to create their own podcast and distribute everywhere. And yes, when I say everywhere, it means that you don't have to distribute only on Spotify. You can record your podcast and distribute on all platforms. So what are you waiting for? If you ever wonder how is it to do your own podcast, get going, download the app and give it a try. It's thanks to Spotify for podcasters that three years into it, Canada loses on the top 0.5% on global ranking by Listen Score. So give it a try, have a lot of fun and good luck. Okay, Cat Kingdom. New season, super, super, super special guest. And I have to say, I've been trying to get her here for a minute. I know. I've been after you. (laughs) (laughs) Billy Lee, thank you, my love. Thank thank you with all my heart because I know how busy you are. And we were saying off camera before I got started, I am so excited that you're the first one of the season because I've been wanting to have this conversation forever mm-hmm. i think it's an exciting but such an important conversation so first of all welcome to cat on the loose and it's such an honor to have you thank you you know that. that i'm a huge fan of your work mm-hmm. i love and adore you and i am so happy that you're here today kicking off the new season of cat on the loose yeah congrats um <laughs> yeah sorry it took me so long it's it's been hectic but i'm so happy to be here <laughs> uh thank you and i went to see your comedy show a few months ago mm-hmm. at the um, oh my god what ice house that? ice house in pasadena mm-hmm. and you're incredible and you are on stage with I actually didn't know because when you invited me like come trusted in I'm like yes I'm gonna go I have to see this chick on stage so I didn't even read the lineup like I didn't care who else was there Mm -hmm. so when I get there the the other uh, comedians were like heavyweights like really famous names people that have been doing comedy for a long time and I mean, I'm not trying to kiss your ass. I'm just being very fair and very honest. You really, really hold your weight. Like with these guys that have been doing that for decades, like including, for example, Tom, Tom Arnold. Mm-hmm. And so when you came on stage and you do your 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 skit, your comedy, I'm like, wow, like 
the confidence how do you do it <laughs> let's start talking about that how did you become a, a stage comedian um, okay, well, the confidence is key, that's for sure. Cause I, Can you please teach us a little bit of that, please? <laughs> Sometimes I'm like, how am I sharing the stage with these legends? Exactly. Um, and I do get nervous, especially when there's such crazy, amazing, powerful people on the stage. But um, <clears throat> it's crazy. I, like, accidentally became a vegan. Or a vegan. A, co- a comedian. <laughs> We're going to talk about that, yeah. too. A, a vegan comedian or a comedian vegan. <laughs> I do talk about being vegan in my set, though. Yes. <laughs> uh, but I sold a pilot to ABC Disney, a half-hour comedy. And my team was like, well, if you're going to be writing and possibly starring in a comedy, you should probably take some comedy classes. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's true. And... I just started talking to friends and I was getting this like butterfly. People were like, oh my God, Billy, you're funny. You should be a comedian. And so I took this course called Pretty Funny Women. Um, my teacher, Lisa, was amazing and she saw something in me and she was like, you have a very natural talent. Your timing is really good. Your point of view is really important. She like offered me a scholarship for her next course and I just kept on doing it and then I kept on getting booked and booked and like I feel like I jumped on this comedy train that's moving really fast and I can't get off and it's not stopping yeah and and by the way for people that don't know a lot about the LA scene you are booking major venues yeah like you're at the bourbon room you Mm -hmm. are like you said the ice house in Pasadena is iconic It's it's been around forever so it's not like you're doing like you know this shady hole in the walls like let's let's be fair yeah you are booking major major mm-hmm. like you're saying not only you are sharing the stage with super heavyweights of comedy you are booking the ma- most important venues in, yeah. in comedy and that's v- insane yeah i know I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm super blessed and you know it does it does help because of having a name and being on Vanderpump, um, it did get me into the door, opened some windows for me. Yeah. However, I've worked with two coaches. I still work with them. I really put in the work to be funny and to make sure that my craft is good. Right. So that way I can be asked back. And it's like, it's one thing for someone to invite me on stage. But when they ask me back, that's really important because it shows my work. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. I think TV is fantastic. Of course, it like opens up so many doors mm-hmm. and so many windows. However, like you said, you know, it only goes so far because if they invite you to do a comedy show, especially in these places, yeah. and you suck, yeah. they're going to say, thank you, Billy. Okay, <laughs> bye. <laughs> but you, they keep inviting you mm-hmm. back and your audience keeps growing. And I'm a witness, like I was there. You're really adorable and you're really sweet. And I, I'm not a, I could, I don't think I could ever do it. But I think it's very tough. I, I, you know, I'm an artist. I've been acting on and off my entire life. I think comedy is the toughest form of art. It's so scary. Because the way I feel is like, if you're, if you fall flat, like if people don't laugh and you're standing there, like it's not like you're filming. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're a little fucked, right? <laughs> yeah. You feel like shit. Yeah. And so you got to like entertain an audience that mm-hmm. many times is a tough audience. And like you said, you have to be organic. Yeah. It, it, how do, do you think it's something you learn or it's just something f- that comes natural, natural to you? 
It's something you learn too, for sure. Like I think my timing was always very more natural, obviously my point of view, but being on stage and like learning how to navigate the crowd and the vibration and like the mood in the room also the venue some some venues like the bourbon room i love it it's one of my favorite places to hang out but it was built for comedy it's not built yeah. for laughs so i don't get that immediate validation of that laugh back but like the comedy store it's built for laughs yeah. so the way the room is built I hear that laugh right back at me. So it's that media validation, which gives me a little bit more confidence, a little bit more fun, like vibe. And I have overall just a good performance. However, it does take practice. Like I didn't really start enjoying comedy until like a year in. Like I, it's only been a year. And so really? I'm just now starting to enjoy comedy. But why comedy. weren't you enjoying it? Because I was learning so much. I was nervous. Uh -huh. I was navigating. So you were nervous. At the beginning. Oh my God. Yes. Yeah. And people will be like, you look like you, you own this stage. You're so yeah. comfortable and confident. And sometimes I feel like I'm about to shit my pants. Oh, my God. But I think it's just I come off pretty still and composed. But I am way more comfortable now. Now it's starting to feel like kind of like a job. I don't get as nervous anymore. Um, it's just like another day at the office. However, you know, when I am playing next to legends, I do get a little bit more nervous because – they get so many amazing laughs and they're like, yeah. you know. But you do too because I was there and I saw it. <clears throat> yeah, and I have such great fans and people, even my comedy fans are starting to grow and yeah. like, you know, I went to New York and did a show and afterwards, people were lined up to take a photo with me. Like, it was such an amazing like, just like even almost like a standing ovation. Like, people were hollering and standing and screaming. Yeah. Me. They're cheering for you because mm -hmm. you're a sweetheart. So let's rewind your story. For my audience, maybe a lot of people don't know about you, don't know who you are, and I want them to find out about you because you're incredible. You mentioned Vanderpump Rules. Mm -hmm. How did you end up there? Because that was before the comedy shows. Right. Um, so I was casted through a production company, Evolution Media. Um, we just had a couple meetings, and I think we were just trying to like place me on a TV show. It really started, I owned a restaurant in Sherman Oaks, California. It was a cafe. And a lot of producers would come in. And I was living stealth at the time, which means I was not letting people know that I was trans. Oh, really? I was pretending that I was cis. But so wh why? Because I got, I was discriminated so much. Oh. It was as if, like, society put me in a corner and just beat the hell out of me. That's awful. Because when you don't fit into a box... You know, especially when I first started my transition and my hormones, people didn't know if they could place me into the boy box, the girl box. Yeah. And when society can't put you in a box or label you, yeah. they don't know what to do with you. Yeah. So a lot of times they're mean to you. Unfortunately, by the way. <clears throat> oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. So I experienced, um, you know, just a lot of rejection. And through that, I just, like, once I did have all my surgeries and I did fully transition... It was as if society rolled out the red carpet. They all, all oh of a sudden put God. me in the female box. They loved and accepted me. Men were lined up to date me. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm finally the cool kid. I'm finally, like, being loved and accepted. I don't want to tell anyone that I'm trans. I don't want that to go away. It's like almost like the Cinderella story at midnight. I did not want that night to end. And I didn't want all this love and attention to end. So I kind of disowned my trans experience when I lived stealth and I dated men didn't tell them and it, it 
bit me in the ass because I completely fell in love with this guy. And then I go to tell him and he was horrified, very upset, rejected me. Oh my God. And the way that I told him is because one day we were in my cafe. I'll never forget this. A trans woman of color comes into my cafe. She's noticeably masculine and people know that she's trans. And when she leaves, all my regulars, including my boyfriend at the time, was like, did you see that freak? That's disgusting. And my heart dropped. That is so mean. I got such anxiety. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm living a lie. Like, I'm my part of my own community is suffering. Yeah. And I'm standing behind this counter hiding in my, you know, uh, cis-assuming, um, you know, personality and everything. And I was like, well, I need to do something. I need to, like, tell him, first of all. So when I told him, he was so upset about it. He even mentioned how, like, he once, like, almost hit a trans woman on the bus because he was so disgusted by her. So I was like, how on earth am I attracting someone who I love, who I thought was a spiritual, amazing man, but also so transphobic? And it was because I was holding on to so much fear about my own trans experience. So I decided to sell my restaurant. The owner of the building bought me out. I took a year to reflect. I did ayahuasca ceremonies, did a lot of healing. And I started blogging about it. And that was when blogs were really popular. And I just started talking about my trans experience from the heartache, from from all of the rejection. And it kind of caught on. And then people were like, we want to put you somewhere. We want to put you on TV. And that's how Vanderpump happened. It was through multiple meetings and I was casted even though they say like oh Billy Lee came and filled out an application and she got a hosting job it's like who goes from owning a restaurant to a host okay so it's all it's not like you were you know it's all baloney for the show you weren't like working there I mean you do go through a training you do do the technically we all started working for the show yes okay so they put you there as a host yes and I later found okay. out that I, I was really tokenized because there is no trans person casted on the network, complete network of Bravo before or after me. Mm-hmm. And I just, um, you know, it was like they got what they want. They got the attention and they got my story out there. And and then it was just like, yeah, it just it ended up being a disappointing situation because um, I found out like even you know i went around town talking about how my fairy godmother lisa vanderpump and then you find out your fairy godmother is actually like the wicked witch why (laughs) of the west hollywood why is that i mean she just is comes from such a place of privilege and there's just a lot of gaslighting um and like even like you know there's a whole movement happening to unionize reality tv right um Bethany Frankel is leading it. I love yeah. her. She's a legend. And I remember seeing, I don't know if it was TMZ or someone did an interview or like caught up with Lisa Vanderpump and they're like talking about unionizing reality TV. Mm-hmm. And she was like, oh, I don't think it's needed. I'm like, of course you sitting in your throne and all your privilege in the hills of Beverly Hills, you're going to think that these small people who are working 18 hours a day and who are suffering, who don't have any resources for mental health, they don't need it. 
the reason why there's a union is to make sure that these employees, make sure that the small people, the producers, the stars of these shows are protected. She doesn't relate. Doesn't relate. How many seasons were you on the show? Two. Two seasons. So you didn't know anybody there before? <sighs> no, I didn't know anyone. I didn't watch the and show. And why did you leave? It was kind of a, a, a mixed situation. So I, you have your meeting with the company, the production company and the producers before each season. They're like, what are you doing? What are you into? Kind of like, what would we do? What would we follow you? What would, we, what would your storyline be? Um, and when I was leaving season seven, there was rumors that I was having an affair with Tom Sandoval. Right. Which I is, remember that. I saw that. You got a, a lot of heat for that. Yes. Because you guys actually and became really good friends, right? Yes. He's one of my best friends. Like, he just, you know, as a trans woman, to have some, have a cis hetero ally, like someone like him, to go around town and, and to talk on my behalf and say positive things, I'll always have that guy's back. Because... That's what he did for me. Mm-hmm. And a lot of those cast members, a lot of cis hetero men, did the opposite. They were uncomfortable with my trans experience. They didn't want to film with me. Really? They literally asked oh the producers not to film with Are me. Are you serious? Yes. Oh, my God. But then I have Tom over here who is, like, asking to film with me, Aww. making sure that I'm taken care of. Even, like, to a point of, like, obviously, I didn't have any resources. The thing is with Vanderpump is they gave me this platform as a trans woman, but no resources. I barely got paid. I was struggling to pay my bills. And here comes Tom to help me pay my bills. Oh like my he literally was there, still is to this day, one of my brothers. So of course I'm going to be there for him. And when we were going into the next season, they're like, oh, well, we heard that you and Tom hang out a lot. Like, what's the story with you and Tom? So if I was to do another season, it seemed to me that their interest was for me to um, have an affair with Tom. Like, that was the vibe that I was getting. The questions kept on going back to what's going on with you and Tom. And I'm over here like, oh, I'm doing this and activism and I have all these amazing things happening. They didn't give a shit about that. Yeah, because that doesn't make for good reality. Exactly. They want the scandals, exactly. of course. Yeah, they want to at least insinuate that mm-hmm. there is something going on. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you just, decided to leave. Well, th- I told him this is what I want to do. And I said, no, we don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. So, and I wasn't going to go any other route. I wasn't going to be a home-wrecking whore. I mean, we all see what happened to um, Raquel or Rachel. Right. Like, these things really affect your life like because it is your real your life, life. Yes. at the end of the day like i mean we're t- talking about you're really good friends with tom obviously he made a horrible mistake yes yes uh we all make mistakes i don't like judging people at all mm-hmm. yeah he made a horrible mistake he was very nasty but the backlash was also out of control out of control it was both as if the man murdered and, someone exactly yeah. both on him and and on on uh rachel whatever mm-hmm. yeah and that's one thing that I agree that Lisa said. She did say that. She's like, wait a minute. They didn't kill anybody. Everybody needs to, like, hold their horses because yeah. they were getting death threats, right? Yeah. No, I appreciate it. got when, out of control. I appreciated when Lisa said that. That, yeah. was, that was really amazing of her to do that. Um, yeah, I mean, his mental health. Like, Raquel had to go to a mental facility because of yeah. her mental health. And here's the thing is, 
these production companies, these networks, they don't offer mental health support like that. They don't like here, we'll pay for this. We'll help you with this. You're really left on your own, which is mm. why unionizing reality TV is so important. Like I was there to help pick Tom up off the floor, take him to comedy shows, take him to his favorite karaoke bars, like anything and everything I could to like uplift this person who was literally hated. We were constantly followed by paparazzi, like fans would come up to the door. It was just so overwhelming. And I felt it was such a dark place. And I just, all I could do was just try to help him in any uh, way possible. And, and I think, obviously, you are a very loyal, great friend. I would do that for a friend as well because I saw you in the media a million times and you were, like, standing by him because he's your friend. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter what he did. I'm not justifying what he did, but I'm saying... What are you supposed to do? Say, fuck you. And and they were trashing you as well. Mm -hmm. Like you said, they're like, oh, are they having an affair? Why is she getting out of his house? What's wrong with them? Look at her face. What are, what are they gossiping about? And I remember looking, because of course tabloids, they want to sell yeah, crap. Yeah. But I remember thinking about you, like what is a friend supposed to do? You turn your back on another friend. Like I'm sure Rachel has her friends and, mm -hmm. you mm -hmm. know, whatever. You know, you need to stand by the person whether they made a mistake or not yeah of course that's what french friends are for and, and it's peeled on you in many ways the and mess, here's the thing right? is people don't realize this is i didn't talk to tom for six weeks when it first happened i was devastated the night two or two nights after we were all at ariana and tom's house ariana was living there at the moment i was crying it was like there was a death in the family i refused to talk to tom for six weeks because i was so upset but then I get a phone call from our mutual friend who I introduced him to, um, Kimmy and Jason. And Jason is his um, manager for the music and the band and stuff and the podcast. And I, they're like, he's in a really bad place. We're scared. We're going to lose him. And I'm like, you know what? Like, I need to put my ego aside and like put my own feelings. It's not about me and just show up for this person. And that's that's what I did. I literally ended up staying a whole weekend with him just to make sure he was good and that's when the paparazzi was like oh she's staying there right. and there's an affair and it's like I'm just making sure my friend stays alive yeah that is priority for me I don't give a fuck what anyone else thinks yeah as you as I don't think you should yeah, yeah. but in a way uh, uh, yeah I agree with you there are a lot of bad things that, that that come with the territory of doing reality TV but it did give you a platform to uh, showcase your work and to be um i'm not i don't know if i should use the word role model but maybe to be uh, a spokesperson to to give voice yeah to other transgenders mm -hmm. because it's a community that doesn't have a lot of public voices yeah. we don't have yeah exactly that's one reason why you know when i did all my ayahuasca ceremonies and my therapy and my just really trying to fall in love with my trans experience I never imagined myself being in reality TV. I never watched Vanderpump or any reality television before. I still don't. But I knew that I could be a voice. I knew that I could show trans women are worthy of jobs because our unemployment rate was so, like, literally three times higher than the general population at the time. And it, it was like, I'm going to go into this as a mission. I had no idea that I would truly, like, fall in love with these people or have such close relationships with these people. Um, and also have such heartache 
and you know trauma surrounding these people um so i still to this day when i am in therapy when i'm working on my gratitude journal i'm so thankful for the vanderpump experience even though it was very painful at times and i was really disappointed at times i'm still really thankful because no matter what it's got me here even the trauma that i've had as a childhood i'm at a point in my spiritual journey that i'm super thankful for it because it has literally led me here I truly believe one of the most important things we learn as we're getting older is how important it is to put ourselves first and really invest time in taking care of our bodies, mind, soul, and of course, our health, which is our most precious asset. So women everywhere, this message is for you because my brand new sponsor, Winona, W-I-N-O-N-A, is here to help all of us out there who are dealing with menopause and perimenopause. Winona is a collection of OBGYN health professionals who believe that your symptoms are important, real, and deserve to be taken seriously. Winona is the home for physician-prescribed bioidentical hormone replacement therapy with an easy-to-use network of doctors based out of your state who can make getting started with hormonal replacement therapy a breeze. Wynona's bioidentical hormone replacement therapy is made from plant-based hormones rather than synthetic, which is something so important to me and I know to so many of you out there. So it aligns with your body's natural rhythm to offer relief from hot flashes, weight gain, and other uncomfortable symptoms that so many of us have felt before. 80% of women who use Wynona find relief within just 90 days. How great is that? Visit buywynona.com today to start your free visit. With free U.S. shipping and the ability to pause or cancel anytime, your path to wellness has zero obligations. Make sure you use code CAT, K-A-T, at buywynona.com for 25% off your first order. Wynona, menopause and perimenopause care made easy. We love that. If I wasn't born trans, I think I would still be in Indiana, like not really doing much. And because I was born trans, because I was so different and I was bullied, I left to be free. Mm -hmm. And it's just like all these things really lead up to where I'm at today. So if there is somebody out there listening to you, because I know, because I get messages, mm -hmm. this is one of the reasons why I really wanted to have you here. I do get messages from transgender teenagers mm -hmm. from all over the world not just the United States that say like you know I my family would never support me I don't know what to do I can't get a job I, I get bullied in school nobody accepts me what yeah. should I do what is the message of hope that because obviously like you have a, a kick-ass career you're very brave you're doing amazing. You're beautiful. You had the courage to take all the steps. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people don't have this courage. Yeah. Oh. Um, I'll tell you a little story. This is how I feel like I got the courage. When I was, um, when I was little, uh, the bullying was really, really bad, like in grade school. I ended up missing three years, I think total, two or three years of grade school um, because it was so bad. But I would go into the bathroom of the boys' bathroom and 
all over the walls it would be Billy sucks dick Billy you know like just horrible things and I used to have such anxiety and I would be so scared and so sad to even just go into the boys restroom and one day I like just went in there and I was like I just need to like transform this fear somehow some way into like a in love or just a different way so I wasn't constantly scared and I started thinking like wow like the I must be something if these people literally take the time out of their day to carve into a piece of wood about me no matter what's said because obviously it's not true I didn't even know how to suck dick then I was a kid but like whatever can be so yes my god but I took that and I was like wow I have to be special for them to take the time and it's not just one person like there was so many things on that wall about me and that moment right there that whole transformation or from like my thoughts from fear to love was a miracle because it really taught me throughout my life to take these really hard moments and try to find a miracle in those moments try to find the love in those moments and a lot of that is just like self-love being there for myself what are my dreams what are my hopes constantly believing I spent a lot of time in the imaginary circumstance or the imaginary world and as an actor you know imaginary circumstance is really important but I would constantly daydream and imagine myself in another world in another state like how to get out and I did. I, I literally followed every single thing that I ever wanted to do. Um, but it is hard. And I guess I'll tell every kid out there, like, if you're not getting the love and acceptance from the outside, you got to get it from within. Yeah. Because that's, you that, have yourself. That's a tough part. Yeah. It is. Yeah. It's super tough. But we're constantly wanting the validation from outside, yeah. you know. And it's the going back to the bathroom thing, I took that self-love and I internalized it. And I made that moment for me a, a better situation. So I wasn't so scared of going into that restroom or seeing the writing on the walls. Um, I sure hope that they can see you and, and they can say, you know what? I can be the next Billy. I can be like Billy. You know, I can find this happiness and this yes. fulfillment and follow my dreams. And dreams do come true. It Dreams come you true know? 100%. I, I'm living and breathing it. Yeah. Um, and just yeah it's like love yourself and believe in yourself um and also i was scared to death to tell my parents and my mom said to me one time she was like if when i told her you know when i first moved out to la she's like just don't start wearing dresses and i internalized that and i was like my god my mom's never going to accept me for being trans my mom is obsessed with me for being her daughter like she's literally like my daughter so now you have supportive parents i have amazing supportive oh, parents thank goodness. they're that's my biggest amazing. fans oh, that's but it great. took some time you yeah. know like and my mom was messing up on my pronouns back in the day a lot and I finally was like mom if you don't really think about this and take this into consideration I'm gonna stop talking to you for a while and that scared her and then she really started using the right pronouns and like my mom truly does see me as her daughter and it's like such a beautiful thing and I'm so grateful for that but you know it it took some hard conversations yeah. and it takes a minute yeah but that's amazing that you have a sporty family let's talk for a second about david chappelle mm-hmm. uh i know that's yeah. a tough one <laughs> <laughs> i know you know what's crazy about this is like people keep on asking me about it because also i'm a comedian so yeah you know as a trans woman 
and I'm probably going to get a lot of shit for saying this, but I think he's really talented and I think he's like brilliant as a comedian. He just kind of blows my mind. Like I don't. Okay. As a comedian, I'm super impressed by him. I think that he is like next level, like so funny. He is. He's very talented. Very talented. However, like as a trans woman, I don't like I try to keep what I discuss and what I make fun of in my own lane. Like, you know, I, I make fun of myself. And by. Yeah. And I think that's very brave. Yes, because you are there on stage making fun of yeah. intimate and I'm not going to tell your jokes here you guys going <laughs> to yeah. have to go there because she's really good <laughs> but you make like some really cool jokes x-rated jokes uh-huh. intimate jokes about your life yeah, yeah. And, about, and everything and I think well that that takes guts and it's they're brave jokes they're amazing jokes but like you said they're about your own experience they're about my own experience yes like I'm not you know, I have, I have, I do have some experiences with men of color, especially black men in the black culture. They are not as open with trans women. They're not open with any male person or trans woman or anyone being feminine. They're not open with the LGBT community as much. That's a very known thing. Um, and so I've had personal experiences with black men, especially dating. I choose not to go on stage and discuss that because. I don't ever want to offend or upset um, a black person, especially a man who is trying to um, just live his life. And like he's under his own pressure of being masculine. And, you know, in that culture, masculinity is everything for these guys. So when they feel that it's being affected or um, for somehow some way that they are you know it's just it's it's hard for me to wrap my head around me making fun of someone who has their own experience like mm-hmm. i would just prefer to make fun of my own experience right, it I just hear keeps you. me yeah. you don't want to hurt anybody yes i don't want to hurt anyone so and I, he is making jokes about transgender yes and and now um people, people in general people in general people with disability yeah and you know i'm vegan i make fun of jokes about me being vegan yeah. obviously but um, so I just try to stay in my own lane and I wish he would do that as well. Um, but for some reason, he's really fixated on the trans experience. And here's what I think, you know, like how people are, they say a lot of homophobia comes from men who are actually having thoughts of being gay, like they're suppressing it. So Could it comes be. out in homophobic Could ways. Be. Maybe one day he might want to transition. <laughs> like <laughs> when I was watching his special, I was like, "The or man data transgender." Yes, but data transgender. The man had more concealer on than I've seen in, on drag I queens. Don't know. Did you see his recent special? The concealer <laughs> was insane. His his coat thing was like almost like a dress. I'm like, Dave Chappelle is wearing enough concealer and almost a dress, but he's up here talking about trans woman. I mean, I, I'm not, I, I don't know. I'm not going to talk about somebody that I don't know, but I do agree with you that many, many times people that talk trash or make fun of something, 
they desire yes. or they want to experience oh, sure. or that, because otherwise why would you like why would it bother you you yeah. know what I mean so I don't know yeah and I have a lot of black <laughs> men I have a lot of black men who are all about it but they don't want to tell anyone they want to keep it a secret oh yeah I'm not Same. I have yeah. a lot of friends a mm-hmm. lot, I have married friends yeah. by the way like you know so I've seen it all mm-hmm. and they have like this underground life and everything because oh, yeah. they don't want to talk about it but yeah so you yeah. never know. And I will say this. Well, like, this is my last thing with Dave Chappelle. He did talk about how, like, trans pussy is, like, impossible meat. So I'm vegan. I have date men, and I always introduce them to impossible burgers, like, because that's what I eat. <laughs> and whenever – and so – You're so cute. <laughs> And these men will be like, wow, babe, this impossible burger is like the real thing. It's like juicy. It's it pink inside. Really yeah, it tastes yeah. really good. Well, those same guys that I date say the exact same thing about my pussy. They literally like say, wow, this is like the real deal. It's so juicy and it's pink inside. Like, so I have to say Dave is so right about uh, that. Are, are you, are you endorsed? You, you need the impossible burger yeah. needs to hire you. <laughs> yeah. I did have a partnership with them back in the day. You, really, you need to get it back. But he knows that he knows what the trans pussy is like, so I definitely think he's had it. Yeah. yeah so yeah, that's a good question. Like, how do you know? How you must have seen it. Hello. Yeah. You oh know? no, he's uh, he's seen it. He's felt it. So, what is the kind of guy that you want to date, or what is the kind of guy that hits on you that wants to date you? Um. Oh God, they all I feel like hit on me and want to date me, but um, I don't. I'm. I'm in the process of wanting to have a baby. Really? Oh, yes. wow. Um, like alone or you want to like get married? Like, I mean, yeah, it would be nice to, to have it with a partner, but I'm not waiting. So it's weird when I'm on dates at first or second day and be like, yeah, I'm going to have a baby soon. You know, these guys are <laughs> oh, like. Oh, you want to do like independent projects? So I think, I think I am going to either co-parent or do it independently. Um and then that way, I just, the baby's mine. And if I get into a relationship or a situation, like, that baby's mine. And then who knows? Maybe the baby will be in school someday and I'll meet a guy, another, like, a dad or something through that. But my main, like, mission right now is my career and having a baby. Um, and if a guy comes in and, and it happens, it happens. But I'm not really looking for it. And I have trouble even responding to guys that I go on dates with. Like, I just... It's not on top of your list right now. It's not. You don't. You you don't want to be in a relationship right now. I don't. Yeah, I don't think so. I, I've, I'm having so much fun with my career and my life um, that I'm good. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really? So no dating for Miss Billy? I mean, I date. Come on. I date. I do date, and I do like make out with boys and have a good time. And where do you meet them? Do you do dating apps? Not really. I don't really do dating apps. I get, like, honestly, through the comedy world, I like a lot of, like, if it's a photographer or a comedian, like, uh-huh. most comedians will, you know, want to hang out or hit it. But I just... So usually, like, in your work world... It's usually work, yeah. yeah. Or, like, at the grocery store, I've been, like, asked out or, like, a mutual friend, Um but a lot lately has been just like comedians asking me out. So other than the crappy boyfriend that you had when you had your restaurant, he was an asshole. I'm so proud of you for speaking up and getting rid of him because yeah. nobody needs that kind of energy in their lives. 
Did you ever have that experience again or from a man or never again? Um, what do you mean, like a like boyfriend? A, yeah, yeah, like a boyfriend saying anything to you, like, oh, my God, I don't want to date a, a transgender. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've had multiple boyfriends who've had um, shame surrounded really? my trans experience. Oh, yeah. my God. If it came to, like, with their parents or, you know, there's just... Um, Especially, like, I go out there and talk about these really intimate things, especially <laughs> as a comedian. Same. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <Right. laughs> my entire life, my entire sex life <laughs> yeah. is on the podcast. Like, it intimidates exactly. 99.9. The first question guys ask me, like, are you going to talk about me on the podcast? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know. So <laughs> I do love that comedians get it, you know, like that's why I feel like I might end yeah. up with a comedian. Yeah. Because mm. I think if you relate, if they relate to what you do, they might be less intimidated. Right. Yeah. And that's that's usually easier. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, I hope you find your prince. Thank you. You certainly deserve it because you're a princess. You are so talented. Tell me if you have comedy shows lined up in the near future so people listening can go. Because I'm telling you guys, if you're listening, if you're in the United States of America, even if you're not in the L.A. area, get a plane and come see her. Because your comedy show is so much fun. It's so real. Mm -hmm. It's so adorable. And I'm going to tell you something. God's honest truth. In general, I don't like going to comedy shows because of what I told you. If the guy's not funny, I feel bad. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm not a person like I cannot really fake shit. Yeah. I'm very organic. Like I'm very <laughs> real. Whatever I feel, you see on my face. I'm a, I'm not a great liar. So if the guy's not funny, I'm like, really? So I avoid comedy shows. And I, you know, you, I think you did a, a show with my friend Jaji. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I love Jaji. Yes. I, and I interviewed her for my podcast. I think she's awesome because she's so organic. And so when I went to see yours, I honestly, from the bottom of my heart, loved you because I thought, you have what it takes to do a comedy skit because it comes, like, so natural to mm -hmm. you. So if you guys are listening, check it out. Look at her schedule. And it's totally worth the laughs. It's really, really fun. Yeah. We're, my team and I are organizing a tour. So we'll be oh, doing wow. I'll be doing a spring tour. I'll be doing a pride tour in June. Um, and then my book comes out, Why Are You So Sensitive, um, this summer, um, which is published by Andrew McNeil. And, um, yeah, I, I hopefully I'll make it to, like, a lot of these cities. Um, the tour is uh, more than California going to go it's around? It's going to be all over the United States. Wow, Billy, yeah. congratulations. I know. Thank you. That I'm, is so exciting. I'm super excited. And then, um, yeah, I'm launching my own podcast, but it's a comedy podcast called Billy and the Kid. Love that. Um, with a really cool comedy um, company called Jam in the Van. Um, so I'm just so many amazing things are happening right now. Crazy busy. Yeah. And you know what? You deserve all the success in the world because you are so brave. Thank you. And I know that this is a very tough way, like a, a long, long road to get here. Yeah. And, and, and I think you're a beautiful, beautiful voice for transgender people mm -hmm. all over the world listening. And hopefully you're inspiring them. Yeah. Thank you. I think that's what I'm here for is yeah. to be of service and to use my story in that yeah, way you're incredible i'm so honored that thank you did you. this thank you thanks for I having love. me you're incredible yeah. congratulations on all your success yeah thank you 
I hope you guys enjoyed this conversation. Ch- and, and on Instagram, it's your. It, it, well, tell me it's your. It's me, Billy Lee. It's me, Billy Lee. Check out her work because she's adorable, incredible, phenomenal. <laughs> Hopefully, we'll see you on TV again. Yes. Too, right? Yes, One soon. Of these yes. Days. Yeah. Thank you, Billy. Love you. Love and I'll you. see you guys very soon. And before I let you guys go, since it's the beginning of the year, a lot of us are thinking about New Year's resolutions, right? Both self-improvement and many times home improvement. So many of us think about like, oh my God, maybe I should get my bathroom remodeled. Mm, Those kitchen cabinets look a little old. My kitchen, my dream guest bathroom. And many times you don't know who to turn to, to do all these home improvements. Who do you trust? So here is a great tip if you live in the greater Los Angeles area. Gold Standard Builders. Gold is their standard, of course. They are super hands-on, incredibly, incredibly fair with the prices. Of course, licensed, which is crucial in this business so you don't fall victim of scammers, which is so many out there. Bonded, insured, you can book a free consultation and the owner of the business, Adam, is so hands-on and this is why his clients love working with them so much. If you guys go to the site www.goldstandardbuilders.com, you can see so many of their incredible kitchen, bathroom, remodel projects, tiling, flooring, uh, extra rooms, so many beautiful things that they do. And honestly, they're people that you can super, super trust. Added bonus. Adam is from Israel originally. He's been here in the United States a very long time. But now with everything that's going on in Israel, we talk so much about it, supporting Israeli businesses. He has a lot of family there and everything. So, hey, if you want to do some home remodeling, if you have a project, if you know somebody that does and if you're thinking about someone, reach out to them. Tell them I send you for VIP service a free consultation gold standard builders it's www.goldstandardbuilders.com info at goldstandardbuilders.com 1-800-469-9189 talk to adam the owner himself tell them that i send you guys and get your remodeling projects done in the hands that you can trust one million percent and many times like even just like revamping your kitchen or you know redoing your bathroom highly increases the value of our home so it's always a great idea to keep it up right so this is a great time to think about it and i actually saw on tv the other day they actually did an entire piece about it who do we trust in order not to fall in the wrong hands so here it is gold standard builders serving the entire greater la areas and 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 valleys around it so Call them. They're super, super nice. And you get a free consultation.